Hey, thank you so much for joining me here on Rolanda On Demand. I'm Rolanda Watts, and it means the world to me that you're taking a piece of your day and spending it with me. Don't forget to follow me in social media at Rolanda Watts on all forms of social media. I'm even getting involved in TikTok. Can you believe it? But LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, you know how it is. IG, what's a never you use, stay connected. Now, let's get to my new episode of Rolanda On Demand. You're going to meet my friend, Dr. Rhonda Wyndham, who comes from the sports world. She was a major, major point guard back in the day on USC, scoring 1,040 points. Boy, that's some point guard for you. She was also an assist leader. In fact, Rhonda remains such a legend, you might say, in basketball that the uh, HBO sports documentary features her as well as some very famous women like Cheryl Miller and Cynthia Cooper and Paula and Pam McGee, Juliet Robinson and Rhonda Wyndham and USC head coach Linda Sharp. Women of Troy is an HBO sports documentary exploring the transcendent career of the Cheryl Miller-led USC Trojans of which Rhonda was very much a part of. And the documentary explores the tremendous impact of women's basketball, helping create opportunities for women in all fields, if you really, you know, look at it and think about it. Real leadership there, real trailblazers there, talent, charisma, and women who created new possibilities. And it's a mindset. You know, like Kobe had a mindset. Well, women in basketball have one too, says Rhonda Wyndham. And some of that mindset about leadership and courage and, you know, because the women of Troy were pretty much known for overcoming adversity. So what types of qualities did Rhonda learn from that court, from that famous team, from those incredible women that she still applies to life today that maybe we can learn a bit from? Because look, we're in tumultuous changing times. We're facing adversity. We're having to pivot if you will. So what did Rhonda learn on that court that she can teach us a little bit about today? Share with us some stories of courage today to help us get through when we too have to pivot. Rhonda's going to share some really great life lessons from the court that we can apply to life about what do you do when you're up against the wall? Time is ticking out. You're facing the you're facing adversity and you have to pivot. What do you do? That's today on Rolanda On Demand. It's road time. Welcome to Rolanda On Demand. I love my podcast because we not only tackle the tough issues of the day, but we deal with hot topics, celebrity interviews, and information that can help you in your business or relationships. This is Rolanda On Demand. And so we, we meshed everything together and it was it was straight love. You know why? Because everyone realized, yo, we got a squad. <laughs> right. If we if we work together, if we work together, we can win. And that was the bottom line. Today Rhonda Wyndham is an occupational therapist. And everyone is experiencing occupational disruption. Mm. Everything that we do every day, that we've done every day, all of our habits, all of our routines, everything is turned upside down. So how do we how do we cope with that? So the first thing is starting to create new, positive, healthy habits 
that we can turn into new daily routines. But before Rhonda gives us even more great tips on how to pivot in life, let's get back to some of that juicy basketball history. Yeah, but if you think about it, though, in the 80s, though, when, when um, you know, USC and the Trojans were taking over and, and dropping jaws and changing the industry, even in broadcasting, I know that we were doing that in the news era. And, and then right. to see Cheryl Miller transform from being, you know, a star on the basketball court to being able to get stories that we couldn't get and still be right. in the locker room was amazing and to see you becoming a coach and those type of things it was you know we were we're some brown breaking women if you think about it we were and you did at the, when you're doing it you're not thinking of it that way right when, when you're going through it you are um following your passion you're trying to you know make a way make earn a living do what you like connect with with like-minded people so you're not thinking about, you know, the history of it. Well, it's amazing to me because, yeah, you're not, you're, well, you're, you're absolutely right. You're not thinking that what I'm doing is going to be groundbreaking, that what I'm doing is going to help 50 million other women around the world be free one day. No, we, <laughs> you know, we really don't think that way. But guess what? That is what happens. What was it like? Tell, tell, you know, I, I've given your intro and, and I've talked about how much I love you and that we're family, but you know, when we look at that documentary, which is just sensational, one of the things I love so much about it was that it was the highs and lows of success, the conflict, the support. The, I mean, it was just all of that good, juicy stuff that comes with great storytelling and heroism, if you really think about it. But you were in it. You were in the thick of it. Go back and how did all of that happen? I mean, who were you as a little girl dreaming of, of, of bouncing a ball and becoming a great? <laughs> right. You know, it's, it's funny because things really started, got serious for me when I was about nine years old. Hmm. And I, I, I'm the oldest of four. And so I, I clearly can remember the day my mom came to me and said, you know, babe, I love you. You're the oldest. Whatever you do, your brothers and sisters are going to follow and you have to get a scholarship to go to college. I can't afford to send you to college, so you're gonna have to get a scholarship. And I'm like, okay, mom, you know, I'm nine. I'm like, okay. And I can clearly remember going in my bedroom, sitting on my bed, well, my sister and I had canopy beds. Do you remember the canopy beds? Oh yeah. <laughs> the canopy bed. And my bed was on the side where the window was. So I was looking out the window and I'm thinking, what the hell is a scholarship? <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm going to get one, but what is I, it? I had no idea. But, That's hilarious. Um, yeah, but um, every summer we used to go to Delaware. And um, my cousin- You grew up in New York? I grew up in New York. I'm from the Bronx, New York. The BX. Okay. Me and Jenny from the block. All right. <laughs> hey, listen, and D-Nice, too. Oh, yeah, D-Nice. DJ D-Nice. right now. He's putting in big work right now. Yes, he is. Kid Capri is, too. Kid Capri, too, from the Bronx. All right. So, um, you know, I used to go to Delaware in the summers and that's where I kind of started playing basketball. So, you know, I was very involved in all in sports, being athletic. Um, I used to do gymnastics. Roberto Clemente State Park was my safe haven when I was growing up. And it's in the Bronx, right on the Hudson River. It was a beautiful place. They had a, a, a ginormous, a ginormous outdoor pool. Um, they had a basketball courts on the inside, all different types of games. And it was a place that my, that my mom and my aunt felt safe where we could go 
every day, you know, especially in the summertime. So I started playing basketball at Roberto Clemente State Park and I was doing gymnastics. And the, the um, recreation director there at the time, Al Pemberton, I clearly remember this, I was like in the sixth grade. He said, Rhonda, it's gonna be, a, you're good in both, in both basketball and gymnastics. But it's gonna be a lot easier for you to get a scholarship playing basketball. He stopped me in my tracks with that. Because here's, here's that word scholarship again. <laughs> okay, okay, well, what do I have to do to get this scholarship? He said, you have to be really good in basketball and you have to have excellent grades. And I'm, I'm thinking, I said to him, that's all? He said, yes. I'm like, okay. I didn't do another round off backhand spring, didn't get on the balance beam again after that day. I, <laughs> Everything, everything for me after that point was um, basketball. I was completely, completely focused on basketball after that. Wow. But your experience at, at USC was phenomenal. I mean, what was that like? And working with, with beside the greats such as Cheryl Miller and Cynthia Cooper and Pam and Paula McGee. I mean, the things that came out in that HBO documentary, Women of Troy, and if you have not seen it, get HBO just to see this. It's wonderful. And it's just well, such a story of sisterhood and reality and going for your dreams and, and even, even dreams deferred, it, it talks about as well. What was your experience with USC? I got recruited um, in high school by a lot of different colleges, you know, to, to go to their school to play basketball because I did what I was told. I got, had good grades. and you got that scholarship. I was really, you know, really good. So then I, I was able to go to USC, you know, across the country. And... Um, I, 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 um, I went on a recruiting trip and I was able to play with the players just to kind of see what kind of team it was before I decided to go to that school. And so, you know, as an athlete, as, and I was the point guard. So here I have all these people on the court that are tall, athletic, and can straight out ball. And I'm thinking, oh my goodness, it, this, this, this is serious. I have to be a part of this. So I made the decision to come to USC and myself, Cheryl Miller, Jamea Bond, Melissa Ward, and Leanne Sarah, we all came in together as freshmen. And wow. Cheryl and I were roommates. Really? So, yeah, Cheryl and I were roommates. So this is the early 80s. And so Cheryl, so we're coming to USC. Now all these kids on campus, they're driving around in Mercedes Benz, BMWs. You know, I'm coming from New York. I didn't even have a driver's license. <laughs> and so, and so Cheryl and I, we came with all our best stuff. So I had a black and white TV and a big old trunk that I brought from New York. And Cheryl had a little refrigerator. And we had that in our dorm room. You could not tell us we weren't living for <laughs> We were as happy as could be with what right. we were able to, to contribute to one another for our living situation. But, <laughs> So we were able to, to create uh, an immediate bond with one another, you know, because we did live together. We had in some of the same classes together. So that bond started. So, so that, that bond carried over to the court. And so we were able to start connecting. And then the team already had, they had the McGee twins, Cynthia Cooper, Cooper my girl, J.R. JR Robinson, Juliette Robinson, uh, Yolanda Fletcher, Tracy Longo. So they already had a little squad. And so we, we meshed everything together and it was, it was straight love. You know why? Because everyone realized, yo, we got a squad. <laughs> right. If we, if we work together, if we work together, we can win. And that was the bottom line. 
if we work together, we can win. Now imagine, like, you know, when you're in a, when you're in a play, when you're, you're, when you're doing a movie, you have all the different actors. Right. Everybody knows their role and does what they're supposed to. You, can, you wind up with something phenomenal. Awesome. It's symphonic movement. Yes, but and, and, and a lot of person, that is and, and a lot of that is based on the trust that you're gonna have my back while I have yours. Like I loved absolutely. what they brought out in the documentary when the twins were talking it was, when they were trying to convince Cheryl Miller to not go to UCLA but to come to USC. They were like, she was like, well, no, wait a minute, y'all already the baddest ones on the court. And they were like, yeah, some nights it's gonna be my night, another night it might be your night, might be your absolutely. night, but you're not gonna win a championship unless you're with us, not against us. That's right. That's right. <laughs> it and was that's, good stuff. And, and that's what we did. And my role as, as the point guard, as, as like the leader on the floor, was to make sure that everybody was involved. Everybody felt a part of it. Everybody understood that their role was the most important. Everybody's role was important. Well, let me ask you this while we're on that, Rhonda, because a lot of people, and, and you know, I, I love that you've got this HBO documentary. It's called Women of Troy, and please check it out. It's a great story about the dynamite team and each one of the women on uh, the, the, uh, the Trojans USC sports basketball team. And then back in the heyday of the 80s, when this was all just so very, very new. My goodness. I, I tell you, you guys were so ahead of the game. But today, people are trying to, like, for instance, I may not be into sports as much or know much about teams. I was on the field hockey team, I will say that. Oh, but were I did, you? Yes, I, I did not right half, know I played that. right half back in high school. Ooh. <laughs> and I played tennis, but I, you know, I'm not a big sports person. But I do love the team membership that comes from that. And, and, I, and I always was kind of like a leader, like you. You were a coach. And I try to apply a lot of that stuff to business. And, and, um, and I think in this day and time, a lot of people, especially during the, the COVID-19 pandemic we're, we're suffering from, are still trying to give hope and, and leadership to their teams. They may not be bouncing balls, but they're still, they're trying to bounce their bills right now and try right. to keep small businesses together or team workship together. They're Zoom rooming instead of meeting in right. person, but exactly. you still have to inspire people and still have to keep your eye on the ball, so to speak. Yes. What do you say as having been a coach? And you know, what I also love is that you have translated this, you're, you're a healthcare professional today and you yes. deal with, um, mental health and healthy lifestyle choices and all of that in terms of occupational uh, hazards yeah. or therapy <laughs> or just uh, uh, coping. What do you say in this day and time when we're trying to keep our heads together, trying to keep our teams and families together and trying to keep our head on the game, staying ahead of the game? Well, you know, uh, Rolanda, first and foremost, you know, I rely on faith. You know, I'm a Buddhist. I, you know, I chant Namiho Renge Kyo every day. And one thing that, that, I stay, that resonates with me is winter always turns to spring. I know that's right. It, don't go, it doesn't go winter, fall. It goes winter, spring. So right now we are in a deep winter. Yes. A deep winter. And everyone is experiencing occupational disruption. Mm. Everything that we do every day, that we've done every day, all of our habits, all of our routines, everything is turned upside down. So how do we how do we cope with that? So the first thing is starting to create new, positive, healthy habits that we can turn into new daily routines and still finding ways to engage in the things that are most important to us, that gives us meaning in life. 
That's what occupational therapy is. People hear occupational therapy, they think it's about getting a job. Yeah, what is it? Occupation is anything that we do, anything that has meaning to our life. That occupies your mind. Occupies your mind, your body, your soul, your emotions. So, you know, finding the things, what gives us meaning in life, you know, is engaging in what's most important to us. And sometimes we may have a, a disability, whether it's mental, whether it's emotional, whether it's physical. So as, a, as an OT, I'm helping you engage back in those things that give meaning to your life. I help well, you modify well, and adapt to the environment so that you can still do what's most important to you. A lot of people have forgotten what is important to them. You know, you know, and what, what, you know, as a, I'm a coach a lot of times and, and what saddens me sometimes is to hear how many people have just forgotten how to dream. And, and, you know, then there's a whole nother group of people that never, ever sit and take time to think. And these are right. things that are going to have to happen. God is in the imagination. And for those of us who have to create new ways and new avenues of doing our occupations and businesses, uh, it's going to take a lot of dreaming, thinking, strategizing, and, and visualizing. Yes. Um, <laughs> what do you say to those who have no idea what their passion is? They've been in such a humdrum job for, for, for so many years, they they don't they haven't even checked in with themselves. Right now, they're so, stuck at home by themselves. <laughs> right, and now's the time is to be still. Mm -hmm. Be still, and you know what? We don't have time to be silent. It's okay to be still and and to be silent and to check in with ourselves. Mm -hmm. Think about think about what I used to do that I love to do that I'm not doing today. Right. And then let's come up with a strategy of taking some steps to how am I going to make this happen? Because you can have all the dreams in the world, but if you don't have a plan, if you don't have a strategy, if you don't, if you don't, if you can't recognize what your skills are so that you can make this happen, it stays a dream. That's right. Well, what's that we say? Faith without works is dead. It's dead. You got to take the action. I, my mom used to always say, God believes in matching grants. Now you do your work. He'll meet the you halfway. <laughs> you know? All right. So we have to, you know, no prayer, no prayer goes unanswered, but it's the determination of and that. The, right. The when, it doesn't, when it doesn't, when it, when, when it doesn't happen right away, what are we doing to manifest our dreams and our goals? So we have to take time. We have to stop. We have to think. We have to remember and then we have to engage. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's, uh, you know, I, I, you know, as negative as things are swirling around us, um, and at this, at this time of this podcast, we really don't know where this is going to all lead to. Um, but in the meantime, while we're inside and locked up, I think that, or locked, locked down. <laughs> locked down. Locked, locked up. up. <laughs> getting locked up. Listen, you I'm might be feeling, up, bro. Listen, you might be feeling you're locked up. <laughs> you're really on lockdown. It's, it's a more, you know, I'm not sure which is more positive at this point. But what I would say is that this is a good time for us to really hunker down and think about it. Just, you know, you, you got time to think. Time is on our side yes, right now. And, um, and it's just a good time to be creative and think about that. You know, the, the occupational therapy, that's so interesting to me. How did you choose something like that? You know, um, it really chose me. I was, I was um, my wife Myra and I were thinking about doing some, she's, a, she's an incredible artist, Myra Gandhi. Mm -hmm. And we were thinking about ways to join art and sports together. 
And so I started doing some research and she, she was, she had gone back to school. Um, she got her, her BA in fine arts. And so I was, I was looking at maybe going back to school to advance my um, education. And um, I was looking at maybe sports psychology and, you know, I, it kind of all happened succinctly because at the same time Barack Obama was um, stumping the country of, you know, vying for the Democratic nomination and there was going to be a rally near the house. And so I went to the, to the rally to kind of hear what this guy was talking about. And I was really moved and motivated by, by his vision. And he, he, he gave me some marching orders that day. He called out to all the degree professionals that were there and said, I need you to further your education because we're going to need you on the front lines. And that, that, that spoke directly to me because I was thinking about going back to school. Mm-hmm. And, I thought, and I was online looking at different things about sports psychology. And somehow I wound up on the USC um, occupational therapy webpage. And they were talking about OT and how... Uh, these these healthcare professional professionals are concerned and interested in the holistic care of the person, and that completely resonated with me. Especially when they said they want to help them become happy. Hmm. And and you know, in my Buddhist practice, that's what that's what I'm practicing for every day. You know, to be happy, each person right. to be happy, and to and to grow and connect. So. That all resonated with me. And um, like I said, OT chose me. And I, I, I'm able to combine, you know, um, learning and, and, and helping people learn about healthy lifestyles. Um, integrating my, my sports background with OT is, you know, something that I try and do all the time. Mm-hmm. You well, know, what are some tips you would give people? You got three top things you would tell folks at this time who are regrouping, reinventing, and thirsty to be happy. I mean, that is our natural state of being. And even in turmoil, we have to find ways to snap back into that grid. So, and it keeps us calm and we can think more clearly, but any tips that you would say to to folks who are, you don't want to be an occupational hazard to yourself. (laughs) Right. You know, and, and dealing with this occupational disruption we're we're looking at, but number one is what's your passion, Mm -hmm. you know, but figure out what you're passionate about because there's been so many times that some you, you share your passion with someone and they squelch your, you know, they, they, they put that, that fire extinguisher on your dream. Mm-hmm. What you talking about? You want to be we, an actor. <laughs> right. 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 And many times we allow that to happen because we're looking for, um, we're looking for someone outside of ourselves to validate our thoughts and our dreams. Right. So, one, let's figure out what, what am I passionate about? Two, let's come up with an action plan. You know, five, think about all the people that can maybe help you, you know, make this come true. And figure out what you need to do. What are the steps I need to take to make this come true? And three, for me, is try and create some healthy habits in our life. And healthy habits is not just I'm eating salad. That's not healthy habits. <laughs> I'm getting the rest that I need. Mm. Connecting with people that support me and love me. And I'm also sharing, able to share, you know, my love and dreams with people around me, creating that positive network, you know, also being physical, finding a way to, to incorporate some physicality in our life. It doesn't mean you have to go to the gym, 
but doing something physical because our heart is the most important muscle in our body. And if we don't work our heart, we're not working our body. Mm. So we have to find a way to, to incorporate healthy, healthy living. And that, that's to me, that's a healthy lifestyle. Well, I tell you on that note, I think I'm going to get Langston together. We're going to walk. I find, we, I find it that is one go. thing. I was, I was looking at Ellen today online and she was like, okay, I'm getting my walk on. And I think that's what I'm hearing. A lot of people are doing. They're just going outside and taking a walk, not getting within six feet of people, but right, just exactly. out there taking a long stretch walk. That's for sure too, keeping it moving. Yes. And you know what else too is I, I think I, I keep looking at this app on my phone where it just has like floor exercises you can do for different parts of your body. It, and, I, and I'm thinking like, well, I know I probably wouldn't normally do this, but it would inspire it. me to put on some yes. DC, some, some, some D nice music right. and hit it. And get to moving, you know, yeah. we all, we're all interested in different things. You know, I, I train um, at this place called the wall with my girl, Lacey Stone, and it's hard hitting. You know, it's a hit workout where, you know, it's four stations, early seven o'clock in the morning. We do like four different stations, you know, of different type of exercises, high intensity for about 20, 25 minutes. And then we get on spin bikes for another 20 minutes, just hard hitting first thing in the morning. Mm. And you can still One do time. that during quarantine. Well, no, no, not right now. Everything is shut. <laughs> but I'm just saying, that's You're not something that, well, that's not something that my wife would like. She, I told her about it. She said she hated the idea. Right. <laughs> it was but the I worst like idea in the world. Right. right. But she but she's doing something else. You know, right. she's or doing she may do yoga video from she... yoga. Yes, she's right. doing some yoga. So everybody, we have to try things to figure out what we like and what we don't like and then engage. Right. Well, I think it I think if we keep on the positive tip and think about what a wonderful opportunity that this is to push the restart button and to just reinvent ourselves and and a lot of what we don't want to do is going to help us find what we do love do to do. To. And, exactly. you know, when you're happy, they say the money comes. And that's what we're looking for, too, in this revamping and this reinvention. Rhonda, thank you so much. Anything else that you want to say? You know, let's, um, life is still beautiful. You know, I cut a beautiful rose out of my garden the other day. And it is just, the petals are just opening up completely. And so, you know, life is still beautiful. We have to see that. That's right. And stay stay in the game, as they say. Y'all, please check Rhonda Wyndham, Dr. Rhonda Wyndham out. She's not only an occupational therapist, she is also one of the, the folks featured in um, Women of Troy. It is just such a great documentary. It's about the USC basketball team back when women were like shocking the world, dunking <laughs> balls and being the Michael Jordans and Kobe Bryants of their own day. You know, Rhonda, it's so interesting because I have a, a great podcast where I talk to a neuroscientist um, and a psychiatrist about the Mamba mentality, the mentality yeah. that Kobe brought to the game. And that, I hope, it helps us in business and uh, that whole thing of success no matter what. And I'm sure you're tapping into a lot of the things from back in the day when you too were a woman of Troy and continue oh, yeah. to be. Yes, ma'am, for sure. You know, transference of skills. Transferring yeah. my skills. I've transferred my skills from the court to, you know, I'm also a professor. I'm working with students um, weekly, working with my clients, you know, using all the same skills um, that I had when I played basketball. 
I love that transference of skills. Well, yes. listen, we got look, a lot of us going to be working on that in <laughs> these days to come. And Rhonda, your advice and your your encouragement has been priceless. And thank you so much. You can hit me on Instagram at Rhonda Live Well. Rhonda Live Well. Okay, yes. Rhonda Wyndham, thank you so much, Doc. And let me just say, my also my wife and I we have a podcast called. I was about to say, talk about your podcast. Yes. Yes, we have a we have a podcast called We Choose Love. And, you know, we had gone through a lot of different issues and problems in our marriage. And it was a way for us to reconnect and kind of talk about, you know, what it is to be married. We've been married for 20 years now. And, um, you know, it's, it's all type of issues that go in any type of relationship. And so we're just sharing um, how we were able to, to, to reconnect after being unconnected for a while. So I think that's beautiful. And and uh, someone yes. who has known you all of those years, right. I see how beautiful your marriage is. And I think it's very bold and transparent and beautiful to do what you do. And you know what? That's another thing that folks can consider sitting at home. There's so much room for another po great podcast out here. Yes. If you're listening, I mean, check out, what's the name of your podcast again? We Choose Love. We Choose Love. Go check it out. If you're looking for a relationship podcast, you know, you, that might be something that inspire you to sit at home during lockdown and go and lock yourself down behind a microphone and get busy on a podcast. We're not on lockdown. We're, We're not on lockdown. We're on lockdown. Stay home. Stay, Stay home. home. Stay, Stay home. home. You know, Stay California home. will make anything disastrous sound fabulous. Oh, Stay home, baby. <laughs> oh, my God. I love you, Rhonda. See you next time. Thank you, Ron. Okay. Bye. Bye. so much to Wayne Lindsay for this beautiful music before I let go. It's been my theme song on Rolanda On Demand and Sundays with Rolanda forever. And I love you, Wayne. Check out Wayne Lindsay at waynelindsay.com.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.